0: I have a plan every spring, and, and the, you know, a good year everything works, but plenty of years where things don't work, and no one ever seems to talk about that, and uh, it's it's misleading.
1: Welcome to another episode of the Maritime Gardening Podcast. It's a wild one out there today. We got Snow going on when we're recording oh, this.
0: <laughs> this is intense, man. I had so, to go out in that this morning. I almost died. <laughs> and he's not joking. It yeah. was close. It was close. I'm not driving. I wasn't just for I was not driving. I had to go tie some stuff down in the yard and it was pretty intense. Oh come on, you were going
1: you were pulling more parasnaps. <laughs> yeah you we were digging snow tunnels, digging snow tunnels to find your your snaps but
0: uh that'd be fun yeah,
1: so yeah, it is pretty wild out there. We're hoping the uh the power stays on long enough for us to to crank this episode out and uh yeah, fun times um so did you do anything wrong last year?
0: Yeah, that's the general <laughs> title today is, you know, the working title anyway. It might come with some catchier well, when we put it, post it, but things I did wrong last year.
1: Yeah, because what's interesting is most people don't have the nerve to even admit that.
0: Well, and I noticed, like, you know, I, I, I consume a lot of gardening content uh, online mm-hmm. and, and on talent. I don't really watch too much cable TV anymore, right. but I used to. And it's it's just flawless like everything's perfect, do this and everything's great. Mm. And, uh, I mean, most of the things you do, um, you know, after you've been at this for a while, you know, the majority of my, what I set out, I have a plan every spring and, and you know, a good year everything works, but plenty of years where things don't work. And no one ever seems to talk about that. And uh, it's it's misleading because it's discouraging to new gardeners or... Mm. you know, um, intermediates or people still trying to figure the whole thing out. It's, it takes a long time to, um, I, I, as I, I stated before, I wouldn't say I've mastered this. I don't know if I ever will, because mm-hmm. every year I learn something new. <clears throat> right. So uh, I think it's uh, it might be instructional or helpful uh, for people to hear someone who professes to be pretty good at it, talking about all the things. Every year I write down the things I did wrong, and try to uh, have some sort of game plan to avoid that. Or, yeah, you know, yeah. what's the teachable moment teachable from moment, this? What's, yeah. What did I learn from this? Uh, that sort of thing. Uh, sometimes I try the same thing again, and, and it yeah. goes wrong again. <laughs>
1: right, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's this is reality. It's like, the I don't know if you're too familiar with Pinterest, but it's like the Pinterest world. I, I find it depressing. It's Everything's perfect on there. You know, most things are. So if you're not, Matching that quality, then you know you must be a you must be a loser.
0: So this this oh, is, there's gardening content on Pinterest. Yeah, well, yeah. It's, it's it's like Facebook on steroids, sort of thing. Exactly. Where it's like, Look at my great life and everything's yeah, great. Yeah, everything's rainbows and unicorns. <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah, We did one episode last season where I showed you, uh, talked about pests, and I, we had a picture of uh, some kale I had that mm-hmm. was just destroyed. It yeah. uh, <laughs> happens. So, yeah, uh, yeah that's, the, that's the general topic today. Yeah, good, good. All right, go for it. Okay, and this is in no particular order. Um, these are just things I jotted down, and there's probably other things, too, that might come to mind as we talk here. Um, number one, uh, the thing I'm lamenting the most, especially right now, is that I waited too long to take my carrots out. I... Anyone that grows root vegetables, uh, they really benefit from a frost, and, and the longer you leave them in when it's getting cool in the fall, the better they taste. Mm-hmm. I tend to leave them in as long as I can. Right. And uh, I took the parsnips out one day, and, and it was, the, the soil was a bit hard. I had to use uh, a shovel and a pickaxe, but I wasn't feeling well, and um, the forecast said that it was going to warm up a bit. So I said, oh, I'll do the carrots tomorrow. or The next day, this, this, you know, the ground shouldn't continue to freeze. Mm-hmm. But, of course, this is yeah. uh, the times and the weather didn't do what the weatherman said. So, right. But um, the next day they were frozen solid and they've been so all my carrots. I mean, I'd been I grow an entire bed of carrots all summer long and I, I eat, you know, I eat them during the summer. But really, I'm just thinning them out. Yeah. Um, so by the fall, I've got enough carrots to fill I don't know, like a lot, right? <laughs> yeah, like, like a, a lot. large box, like a, you, right. you could fill a two-four. Yeah. You know what size that box is? It's sort of a <laughs> g- everything's related to beer. Um, <laughs> that size of box, I don't know what you yeah. uh, or a Xerox box. That, there, there you, you go. You know. <laughs> it's not know, always beer. A Xerox box easily fill a Xerox box, maybe more. Yeah. Um, but all that's just sitting in the ground, and by the time the ground thaws, um, it will they will have changed. You got to get them before. Uh, anyway, so I put that off a little too long, and now I have to buy lousy store-bought carrots that have almost no flavor by contrast. Mm-hmm. Um, I d- did get the parsnips, and they're we're almost through them now. I've really been enjoying them. Yeah. They seem to get better. They get better the longer you leave them in the ground, but also like the longer in, they're in storage, they seem to get better. Really? Like Every time we cook them, they seem to be a little bit sweeter. Hmm. Um, man, they're fantastic.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> Save me one. How, how do you... Uh... How do you keep them from, you know, getting old or soft or whatever?
0: Yeah. Well, that's a good trick as well, and it's good for even if you go, you know, I, I think you probably walk through the grocery store, and you'll see these huge bags of carrots and huge bags of beets. Yeah. And you're like, I'm not buying it. It's a great deal. You know, if you yeah. look at the price per weight, but you're like, what am I going to do with that? Right. Um, that makes perfect sense to buy. you got to have a, a cold room or or a lot of room in your fridge. Um, for me, the garage is attached to my house and it's not, it has a, it has a heater, but I have it set to zero. So it stays around three or four degrees Celsius, um, all winter and it's perfect for storing stuff. So all I do is I create a kind of humidor type thing. I, I put the vegetables in a cardboard box and I separate, uh, separate them with layers of, of paper. So I either put them in those big brown paper bags that you get from the liquor store. So, you know, the heavy craft paper would be, or you just use newspaper, but you you have layers of newspaper between tiers of the vegetables. It sounds like it's hard to do, but it isn't. So you'd mm-hmm. put like a, 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 a layer of, of, let's say, beets, and then you put like maybe three, three pages thick, a newspaper down, mm-hmm. and put another layer. Yeah. And the reason you're adding all this newspaper is that it it, cre- it controls the humidity. Okay. For them to keep, they, there has to be humidity, but not too much, not too little. And, I mean, this is just something, I've never read about this, and maybe there's a better way to do it, but this is how I figured it out. Mm-hmm. Certainly the first thing you got to do is take them out of that plastic bag all rot. Mm-hmm. But if you do that, what you're doing is you're fooling them into thinking they're underground, and they're waiting for spring. Mm-hmm. That's what you're doing, because, okay. you know, all of these things, the reason these vegetables store all that energy in the root is to wait for, they're all biennial, they're, they're meant to grow in the next spring and, and go to seed and everything like that. Right. Storing, that's why the root's so good for you. It's full of all this energy, it's stored up. Yeah. That's also why you wait for... Um, the frost and everything, that the greens die, and everything that was in those greens, it all goes down into the root, and the root changes, it becomes more sugary, and mm-hmm. it has more energy in it, so it's actually better, it's just a better food after all that has happened. Um, so that's how you do it. You just put them between layers of um, newspaper or cardboard or craft mm-hmm. paper, you know, that sort of brown okay. paper bag stuff, and uh, they'll keep quite a lot. I mean, like, I picked my parsnips in, I don't know, nove- November, and they're mm-hmm. still... Fine, they're fine. Okay. Um, I, my beets, which I used the last of them up uh, a few weeks ago, they had a little bit of i uh, I don't know, like mold or something on the ends. But you just cut that off and good to go. Uh, it's completely fine. It's mm-hmm. not like not like meat, where if it's going bad, if you eat it, you'll die. It's a vegetable. <laughs> you just cut off the bad yeah. part. It's totally fine. Yeah, you eat the rest. It's like a banana. You know, if you have yeah. a brown part of your banana, cut it's not it like you throw the whole banana away. Yeah, exactly. Or use it to make banana bread. Right. Mm. Yeah, um, there you go. So, see how
1: I uh, see how I did that. I got yeah, got you going on that for five minutes. We haven't even gotten past <laughs>
0: thing number one. Uh,
1: well, so- if and I, I will say this to the listeners as we're as we are inching into season two, uh, we're going to try and keep these episodes in the fifteen minute range, maybe twenty. Uh, we're not going to say that we're not going to go less or more, but um, anyway. So we may divide these episodes up as we go if we find that you know we need a little more time to talk about it. We'll just say, well, it'll be continued on next week. So anyway, go ahead. Yeah,
0: we're going to do that because uh, yeah. yeah, we want to try to keep uh, for those that yeah. don't like super long episodes. I know I think we did a couple last year that last year that were almost forty minutes. Long. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, live and learn, right? And uh, yeah, you know, some people may enjoy that, but the science. I like you know podcasts that are super long, I like that. Yeah, but I do too.
0: I'm, I'm, I'm an odd person.
1: Yeah, I do so. t- I do as well, but I guess there's science out there now proving that the, the shorter episodes are more desirable, so we'll, we'll be experimenting, but anyway, Sometimes go ahead. I
0: like, I like the long ones because they help put me to sleep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we don't want anybody doing Hopefully that. Hopefully that's ourself.
1: not the appeal.
0: <laughs> uh, so another uh, thing I, I did wrong was I waited t- t- too long to do all my fall projects. I right. I wanted to build a, a, a cold, some cold frames, primarily for transplants, Yeah, and uh, I, I barely got them in. It was really like I had to really rush to get them in, because they have to be leveled, so the ground has to yeah. be workable to yeah. properly seat them on the ground. Yeah. And then, of course... Uh, Speaking of disasters... That, anyone that's looking on Facebook, <laughs> I didn't secure the windows at all. For some reason, I just set the windows on and said, that'll be fine, yeah. and, of course, they blew off in a big storm, and. <laughs> You know we live in a semi-coastal area here and i'm about you know maybe a five or ten minute drive from the ocean from the not just like from <laughs> a bay i mean i'm five i'm ten minute drive from the edge the of the world ocean <laughs> yeah. like, the, like yeah. the the coast like you could jump in and start swimming and if you go south you'll you might hit bermuda <laughs> or, uh, or just drown um, <laughs> uh, anyway, anyway i waited too long to get that all in and uh um, you know, it was, uh, and there was other things I wanted to do that just, you know, mm-hmm. I didn't do. Yeah. Um, now, the other thing is, and um, the, there's no particular order here, when I planted right. my squash seeds, I don't think I planted them deep enough. Um, you know, I, I practice a form of gardening. I don't like to be out micromanaging and watering and watering and watering. Mm-hmm. And I planted a lot of squash that did not come in right. And then my last batch of squash that I planted really late, I planted them like an inch, because it was so dry last summer, right? Mm. Um, I planted them about an inch deep, and they came up just fine. I I put them in the ground, and we went away on vacation, you know, for like four days. And when I came back, they were growing. Mm. Um, So, and I hadn't done anything. I'd watered them once, and there was like no rain during the time we were gone. Mm -hmm. So I realized that uh, I should have just planted them a little bit deep. You know, if you're not going to be watering them every day and really, really bathing them, if you just want to stick them in, as long as your soil is loamy, they'll get up through that. Yeah. Um, so I just planted them a bit too shallow. I should have planted them deeper. Mm-hmm. Um, around here where I live, you, you can't really, at least the kinds of summers we've been having and the kind of springs we've been having, I, I can't even think about planting squash until June. Right. Um, June-ish, where, when I lived in the valley, i I'd plant them earlier than that. It's all, it's almost a waste of time until this second year of June or whatever. The, the soil has to be warm to plant all those squashes, whether it's zucchini or pumpkin or whatever. Mm-hmm. And here where I am, um, it just... And I mean, so there's going to be people listening that live in... I live in Nova Scotia, and I live just, you know, I didn't have that problem. Well, you have a different microclimate right. than, than I do. That's the thing. You know, I'm used. To, I, I I garden in Wolfville, and then I moved here. And there's a lot of things I do that I have a certain time of year I like to do them. It just doesn't work here, mm. even though I'm only an hour away and I'm in right. the same province. Right. Um, it's like I moved to a different country. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Things just don't work here, and it's not the soil because my soil I I I added it sort of thing. Yeah. I could, it's the same sort of thing. I built When I was in Wolfville, I built up from the ground, I yeah. added, and here I did the same thing. Mm. Uh, it's just the climate and the conditions and, and how, you know, it's just more intensely hot in Wolfville, so the spring warms up a lot faster uh, mm. than here. Interesting. So there's that. Um, what else did I do? Yeah, we
1: got time for a okay. couple more.
0: Okay. Um, there was some... I have a cherry tree and i have it outside my garden enclosure and all the branches got eaten off mm-hmm. and i was supposed to move that inside my garden enclosure and i forgot to because in the fall once the leaves start coming off your any sort of tree or bush um yeah, that's a good time to move them and not in the spring uh, if you want to have a decent crop the following year move them in the fall mm-hmm. um, because they're just they're not trying to grow in the fall they're they're shutting down and they're, they're going dormant so it's a good but they are still the roots are growing uh, there's a lot of root activity that happens in trees and bushes and things like that in the fall so it's a good time to move them because the roots will grow let's say you move them in October the roots will continue to grow a little bit and they'll, they'll be ready to rock for the following year. Mm. And related to that, I, I meant to buy uh, an apple tree in the fall. Sometimes you can get like cheap, ratty old ones at the. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. That's a great time to plant apple trees, and sometimes you can get them on sale. Yeah. Uh, you know, you plant an apple tree; it's going to take a number of years, unless you're really lucky or everything's ideal. Um, it's going to take a number of uh, years for that thing to really start going. Yeah. So you know, the focus shouldn't be on having a some a tree that looks amazing at the store, because. Mm-hmm. Um, it could look amazing at the store, and then you plan it, and it takes it a couple of years just to get used to your conditions. Right, um, right. So, yeah, you don't focus too much on that. Mm-hmm. Um, focus mm-hmm. on getting it in the fall. And I didn't do that. I forgot. Now i got to wait a whole another year mm. to do that. Yeah. A lot of those things, you get it wrong, you got to wait a year to deal with it. Um, what was the other thing? I was... Uh, way too passive with my various forms of pests. Right. I wasn't aggressive enough with yeah. pests. I, I let everything eat for quite a while before I did anything about it. I tend to be kind of a hippie, laissez-faire type and I'm inclined to think that if, if your garden has the right balance of things, it it uh, will take care of itself. Um, that the, the good pests will take care of the bad pests sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Well, my ecosystem hasn't really hit that stride yet. Um, so. You know, when I was getting really hammered by slugs, I should have been hammering back mm-hmm. uh, with whatever you know, anything I could do because you know you lose your garden, you lose your garden. Yeah. And the same thing—I had a couple of rabbits get in there, and I, oh, I just thought, well, you know, they can, we'll, we'll just get along, right? But no, <laughs> they found their way into your garden. Everything in your garden is better than everything they have. Yeah, that's true. Um, so, um, yeah, you got to get them out of there. You find a way to keep them out. Um, if you got a hole, you know, if you have got a fence enclosure, or whatever, you got to you got to deal with it right away. You can't wait, you, you know. You can't wait till tomorrow. Then you're going to lose like a row of vegetables a night. Yeah. And it, you know, let's say you got something that took three weeks to get where it is, then it's gonna you're going to lose three weeks, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And the summer's only so long, and the yeah. season's only so long. Yeah, yeah. So you got to be very, very fast with all that. Um, we got three more things. So we got time for that? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Hopefully the power doesn't go out. It's flickering here, so (laughs) the world's about to end. Um, The other thing I did was that I I planted too many potatoes too early. I planted a whole bunch of potatoes the first week you could. Um, So I got it all out of the way, but, um, you know, I've got pictures of my garden where, like, everything's big, and I've got, like, big zucchini and all this sort of stuff, and then there's these garden beds that look like there's nothing growing in them. It's because Mm -hmm. by that point in the summer, let's say – late July, early August, the potatoes had grown and completely died, mm-hmm. and they were just in the ground. And so I left them in the ground because you know, I didn't want to take them out, and some of the beds, things got at the potatoes, which you don't want at all. Mm-hmm. So I realize now that I should have planted some right off the bat for, you know, you know, I think by around late June, early July, I was eating potatoes out of my garden. Mm-hmm. So I should have planted one bed and then waited two weeks and planted another bed. And, and different potatoes have different time some take longer than others um but uh, you know all the varieties i like you they're they're short season varieties because they grow fast and you don't have to you know worry about frost coming the first week of september or some weird thing happening um so i should have um just spaced them out a bit more so that i would have had a final crop Mm -hmm. you know sort of just just finish around time to, you know, the final crop of potatoes that are very good at storing. Mm-hmm. And I should have planted those last so that I could have stored a lot of them in the fall. Nice. Um, the other thing, and I say this, but I know I found last year and the year before as well, um, and I've had years where it's worked, but the last couple of years, my pole beans and corn. Uh, pole beans take a lot longer to grow than bush beans. Mm-hmm and of course corn can take a long time to grow there's different varieties that grow at different uh have different number of days to maturity but generally speaking they're they're real heat loving plants they grow really well in like the south you know southern states of the united states yeah. or uh, places in canada where mm-hmm. it's it's just you know sort of very very warm like uh, southern ontario mm-hmm. um, but here um i know in the valley i had better luck with corn but ever since i moved to this location not too far from peggy's cove uh Corn and beans have just been a practical waste of time. Um, my corn was pathetic, um, and uh, my pole beans, I got beans off of them, but they were nothing like the pole beans that, uh, I'm talking about beans that aren't bush beans. Um, yeah. Nothing like the magnificent, you know, giant uh, Eight-foot-high bean plants that I had when I lived in the valley. Um, so I've, I've got a note here saying, "Don't bother with it." I know, and I know I'm, I, I want to try. I've never tried growing fava beans before, and I'm going to grow them this year. Yeah. And they're a pole bean. <laughs> 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 I find a bush variety, but well, let's see how here, they grow on the tundra. Find a bush variety for everything for me because yeah. it just. You know, and that's that would be the advice I'd give to anyone like that. If you found certain things just didn't seem to do well, it's, it may just be because you're so far north. You need something that's right. fast, and it's uh, you know bush varieties usually are a lot faster. Yeah. Uh, so uh, when you're when you're buying your seeds, uh, look for days to maturity, and mm-hmm. and you know, if, if you found that a lot of things just didn't happen for you last year, despite the global warming. Yeah. Um, see, it doesn't seem you know it seemed to have affected everywhere in the world, but my province. <laughs> Well, and you're, yeah, you're part of the province. I think when you're really to like this, yeah. it's. Uh, I was reading something the other day. It was saying that a, lo- a lot of locations um, that had been, let's say, Zone 5 are now like Zone 6. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, over the last 20 years, they literally changed their zoning. But yeah. apparently nothing's changed in Nova Scotia. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the few, because it's surrounded by the ocean, so yeah. it's, it's so regulated, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that, that's that's nice. good. It regulates the temperature. Of course, we get these giant snowmageddon storms. Yeah, um, as well, as part, <laughs> part of the uh, package. That's right.
1: So that that I think you got through your list. We didn't have to yeah, divide it up. Right. That's good. We did We didn't really didn't want to have two episodes of all the things you did wrong. Anyway,
0: it's kind of depressing. But yeah, we yeah. wanted something like this because you know stuff happens, and perfection's a myth, and yeah. control is a myth. It's you're always in some degree of control, and you're always. You know, you're, you're striving for some degree of perfection, but man, you know, give yourself a break if things didn't go right. But but do write it down and and try to try something. I mean, the the, the fast. What what I really love about gardening is every year I've got a bunch of crazy new harebrained ideas that are gonna, you know, have great results and avoid all the problems last year, and it never works out. But I <laughs> every year I go at it with the same optimism. Same, Hopeless enthusiasm. Yeah, yeah, that's are, good. That's, I can't remember what the term I'm looking for here, but every year I'm, I have 100% optimism despite every year I have failures, and every spring I start with 100% optimism.
1: Yeah, well, that's good. I think that's why we get along.
0: Yeah, well, that's the joy of gardening, or you know, uh, we we're both uh, Dave and I are both anglers. It's part of fishing as well. Yes, you, you spend more time failing than succeeding, Absolutely. but you you always go into it thinking this is going to be awesome. It's going to be great. Yep. Uh, so it's, That's it's right. the same thing. Awesome. Same thing.
1: No, that, I think it was a good episode. It's a, a dose of reality, which most people try to ignore. So That's right. Um, awesome.
0: So we won't talk about the
1: things I did wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, I mean, that, uh, that was good. And uh, hopefully everybody, hopefully you, you enjoyed hearing that. I mean, uh, you know, Greg's just letting everybody know he's, he's a real person and uh he's not some kind just of just a man he's not a robot gardener
0: <laughs> no <laughs> and, <laughs>
1: uh so yeah thanks for tuning in um uh, you can check out the show notes for this one at maritime com slash 027 and um i think that will do it for today and we look forward to having you on the next one so everybody take care and uh we'll talk soon thank you thanks All for right. listening